0: friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and you have been prayed for today. That's right, before I hit record on every single episode, I ask God to bring the people in who need this message, and then I pray a blessing over every person under the sound of my voice. I felt led to share that today just to remind you that God sees you. Now, if you're new here, welcome. A little bit about this show, it's a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. Today's episode is about courageous kindness. I don't know about you, but those two words together, I've never seen those two words together for starter, and it got me real excited, so I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. It was really good. Be sure to stick around till the end of the show for a short segment, where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, I have to remind you to keep leaving those reviews on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I have so many books to give away, I can't even keep up with all the books. So I'm each week just been choosing some lucky listeners to bless with those books. And to be entered to win a copy or two, all you have to do is after you've left your review, you can screenshot it. You can email it to us at rachel at rachelgilbert.com. Don't forget you spell my name a little funky, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Or if it's easier for you, you can come find me on Instagram at Rachel J. Gilbert. Share and tag the review there. Or I know several of you have already left reviews and you've messaged me saying, hey, I want to be entered, how can I enter? Just share maybe a, a recent episode on Instagram or even with a friend if you want to you know, just share it via text message with a friend or something and just tag me, let me know that you shared that and I'll be sure to enter you in that giveaway because so I want everybody to have a chance to win some of those copies. Okay, let's welcome today's guest. Let me tell you about her first. Her name is Becky Keefe, and she's the community manager for Encourage, which is an online community where women gather to build community, celebrate diversity, and become women of courage. Becky's also a popular speaker, and she's the author of The Simple Difference, How Every Small Kindness Makes a Big Impact, The Courageous Kindness Bible Study, and as well as No Better Mom for the Job. She and her husband live near Los Angeles, where they enjoy hiking shady trails with their three spirited sons. I feel like Becky and I would be really good friends if we were lived closer to each other. Uh, you can find Becky on Instagram as well, at Becky Keefe or at BeckyKeefe.com. All right, Becky and I had a lot of fun in this conversation. I know you're going to love her just as much as I did, so please help me welcome her to the show right now. Well hello Becky and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yay okay I'm super excited. I don't know if I've ever been able to interview a guest on your actual book launch day. I feel special.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. This is yeah I feel like we are getting to celebrate and talk about this message in uh, in real time. So yeah super special day and it's fun to be here with you.
0: Yeah and I wish y'all could see her. Sometimes um, I i think and people ask me all the time when are you gonna do video for your podcast and maybe one day that'll come but she has the cutest earrings ever on right now that actually match her book design so I don't know go follow Becky on Instagram and you'll see how to get you're doing a giveaway and different things like that so anyhow it's need to go check them out all right so we're talking about your book is this your first book this is my second book. Okay, what's your first book? My first book is called No Better Mom for the Job. Ooh, I need to get my hands on that one too. And I totally jumped the gun. My listeners are probably going, Rachel, you forgot your question you always ask. My first question I always ask my guests is, what's a fun fact about you that I would not have read on your professional bio?
1: Oh, um, fun fact, I was a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune. What? When? <laughs> Oh gosh, this was about uh, 11 years ago. Um, yeah, it was one of those, like, just random things. I wasn't, you know, a huge real fortune fan necessarily, but I, when I went, my first son was a baby. I always happened to watch it while I was nursing him in the evening. And And it was one of those things where I was like, I could totally do that. And then one time I just like submitted an application online. I got called for an interview. I went and did the interview and got cast for the show. So yeah. And uh, I want a trip to Hawaii. No way. Yeah. That's
0: huge. Wow. (laughs) So my,
1: my, my little, my little claim to fame, me and me and Pat and Vanna hung out one day. That is so cool. 2000.
0: 11. (laughs) That is so cool. Okay. That's a really cool. That might be my best fun fact I've ever gotten on the show (laughs) and your episode, like, or I've, I've interviewed like 130 people. So you just, you just won that one. That's really cool. Five gold stars for me. I feel, I feel very special. Exactly. Uh, I feel like I need to include that on my fun fact of, I would love to go on a show like that but I'm like, I've never even applied. So maybe I should try to apply someday and just see what happens. (laughs) You should totally do it. It could be like that random thing. You're like, who does this happen to? Exactly. It could could happen to you. That's so cool. And then the fact that you won the trip, that's huge. So awesome. Okay. Let's get to what we're going to talk about. We are talking about your newest book that is releasing today. As we're talking, The Simple Difference, how every small Kindness makes a big impact. Where I love to ask authors, I feel like I have to ask every author this. Where did the idea for this book come from?
1: It came from a very simple, ordinary day. I was um, going to the library with my three boys. We accidentally got there eight minutes early, which sounds like no big deal. But if you have um, a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old who are spirited children, anyone listening have to kids. Anyhow, just being in public in a confined space where you're supposed to like sit still and be quiet. It like gives me anxiety. And so for these eight minutes, I felt like we were the center of attention. My kids weren't being bad. They're just active, excited little boys. And anyhow, when the library finally opens, this woman catches my eye and um, I could tell she had been watching us. You know, we can just kind of tell that someone's been watching you. And she goes, oh, going to be a long summer. And I was like, Oh yeah. And then she said, but you're doing a great job. Thanks for being here. And I was bracing myself for a stranger's judgment or criticism. And instead I got this unexpected word of kindness and encouragement and it, it changed my whole day. Like it made me and she had no idea that I felt like I was floundering in my motherhood skin, that I was, you know, having a really hard time with one of my kids in that season. And that word of encouragement, it marked my heart. And it also made me start to think, who can I who can I do that for? Who can I tell you're doing a really great job who maybe doesn't feel like it? And so really that was kind of the very, you know, first seedling of the simple difference of thinking about, gosh, like right where we are, we can make an impact in someone's day and maybe even in their whole life.
0: Oh, that's so powerful. See, this is why I always have to ask authors that question, because there's usually some kind of a story or wrestling of their own kind or something happened that made them go, oh, wow, okay, there's a message here. So let's back up just a tiny bit and um, talk about so you are are you currently the Community manager for DaySpring, is that right? Yeah, for for Encourage. For Encourage, yeah, which is a a DaySpring community. Okay, tell us about that because I feel like that community, the heart behind that community, goes so well with this message.
1: Yeah, it totally does. So Encourage was started about 12 years ago um, by Dayspring. If you guys don't know Dayspring, they are the Christian product um, subsidiary of Hallmark. So they started as a greeting card company, but now they're really a Christian resource company from cards to books and Bible studies. Like it's just a fantastic, it's a fantastic place. And and Encourage started as an online home for women. And, you know, 12 years ago, there wasn't really like online community was just barely starting to be a thing and so at encourage we publish devotional stories you know seven days a week um i help get to be a part of a team of 30 writers and we're really about sharing our own you'll this is your heartbeat too rachel because we're about real talk sharing our real hard awkward messy stories Um, not always with tidy bows, but to point one another to the to the hope of encouragement of, of Christ. And so, yeah, I love to be a part of that community. The Simple Difference is also an Encourage book. So we put out books and Bible studies and definitely invite you to check out Encourage. It's Encourage with an I, I-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E dot me. And you can find Encourage on Instagram and all the places, but I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing I love about this particular topic is I consider myself, I don't know if you've seen this to be true or not, that some people are natural encouragers. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of comes naturally for me. That's one of, I I believe that, there's even, you know, when you take the little tests, the personality things, like I usually encourage or kind of shows up in my stuff. And so it comes extremely natural for me, but I'm aware that it doesn't come natural for everybody. And that's okay. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or, you know, whatever. Um, I love how you've just broken it down into a simple thing. You know, like sometimes we just need people to go, hey, this can be simple. It doesn't have to be some huge grand you know, shouting from the rooftops kind of a thing. It could be super, super simple. So I would love to hear if you have any just practical tips for somebody who's listening who identifies more with the, yeah, it doesn't come naturally for me. Like that they maybe wouldn't even think to go over to a struggling mom and say, even if they thought in their head, it wouldn't come naturally for them to just go actually talk to her. Do you have any tips for that person?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, the first thing I would say is, when it comes to kindness and I think making an impact in people's lives and being, you know, ready and willing to do that, we have to embrace the awkward. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's going to feel awkward, like for most of us. And even though I too, I'm a natural encourager, but I'm also an introvert. Like I am, would be more than happy to just like, sit and be in my own. Like if I was in that, you know, waiting room or waiting for that library to open, I'd be like, you know, in my own head, probably thinking about a work project, probably thinking about what to make for dinner, probably scrolling Instagram. Like I would much rather just kind of be in my own bubble than extend myself to someone else. And so, but I think we just have to say like, am I willing to be awkward for the sake of, of showing love and kindness and encouragement to someone else. So let's just say, yes, like I'm willing to be awkward. I'm willing to be a little bit uncomfortable. And I think when we kind of give ourselves that pep talk or that permission to like not feel super graceful or like, you know, it just kind of takes some of that pressure off. And then the other thing that takes pressure off is to realize, yeah, it doesn't have to be big or complicated. The power of saying you're doing a great job or thanks for being here. Or even, oh my goodness, like even just you telling me like you love my earrings, like that put a smile on my face, you know, give a genuine compliment, you know, tell someone, wow, like you're doing, I I love the way that you do that. Or you were made for that. Or gosh, your smile just brightened my day. Our words don't have to be complicated in order to be meaningful.
0: Oh, that's so good. I really love that you brought up about the introvert thing because I have to confess, I'm also an introvert, not confess, like that's some bad thing, but to say that I am an introvert because I have an easier time it's probably why I really love the online space because it's super safe to encourage people from behind a computer screen and behind a microphone, you know, but man, sure. that in-person thing, it is, it definitely pushes me into that awkward zone. So I want to stop and talk about that for a second because it is super awkward. And I even love, you know, before we hit record, you were telling me about a new resource, which um, we'll talk more about the new resources at, at the end, but the name of it is Courageous Kindness. Okay, I love that idea that doing these acts of kindness is going to take some courage. Let's Mm -hmm. dive into that a little bit. What you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So I think sometimes we can hear the word kindness and we can think it's synonymous with being polite or being nice. Like those are very like safe words. But when I look at the life of Jesus, who is the ultimate example of kindness, right? He, he extends unconditional love. He is, you know, present and available and sacrificial, like all those things. But Jesus rocked the boat too. Like he was not afraid of, I think of, of being awkward. I mean, think about like, some of the moments where Jesus, you know, showed the most profound kindness, I think about like through his healing. Okay. So he chose to heal a blind man, um, through spit and dirt. Like that's really awkward. Like I don't even think that that was probably like socially acceptable, you know, back, in, back in Jesus's time, he, he did things that made people feel uncomfortable. He washed his disciples feet and P- Peter was like, no, like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. And Jesus is like, No, this is this is how I'm showing you love. And so I just love looking at the example of Christ because it it shows us like, yeah, sometimes it's going to take courage to like, for example, recently it I felt the Holy Spirit nudging, compelling my heart to reach out to a neighbor. Um, We've lived in our house for eight years after eight years. It's really awkward to be like, oh, and hi, we've only waved from our driveways, but what's your name? I'm Becky. I live over there with the three boys. It's awkward, but I felt, you know, he. I felt the Lord saying like, be courageous, go over, extend yourself, invite her over. Maybe it wasn't going to work out. Maybe she's like, I don't really need another friend. But the thing about courageous kindness is that we get to, by the power of the Holy Spirit,
0: be bold, be risky, and leave the outcome up to God. Becky, you're stepping on my toes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Last week, I was I going. That. I know. I, I was dr- jogging around my neighborhood and I felt that nudge too. The Lord was like, You need to go, you know, introduce yourself to your neighbors. Yeah. We've lived in our house for five years and I don't know their name. Um, and this is just one particular set of neighbors, but I literally had the same comeback. I was like, but I've lived here five years. That's awkward. Like I just kind of kept running like, um, okay, thanks. But no. So, all right. I've been called out.
1: (laughs) Okay. So here's an encouragement for you. And maybe it won't, you won't have the same outcome, but I'll tell you what I did, you know, embrace my awkwardness. I did walk over across the street and introduce myself. I, I took my own advice. I made my kindness small and manageable, simple. Hey, would you like to come over and have coffee? sometime this week at 9 a.m. in my backyard. Mm. I didn't even have to, like, get my house ready. Like, it was so simple. She said yes. She came over. We have now probably gotten together four or five or six times. Rachel, I love her. Aww. Like, I feel like I have been missing out. There is this gem living across the street from me who is just this amazing woman with this fantastic story. She happens to be 82 years old. Oh, my And, goodness. like... I am so delighted, like that awkwardness and that feeling like, I don't like, what if, like, what if she, we don't have anything to talk about? Like, what if she feels like I'm being nosy in her business? Like we have all of these what ifs that can be barriers to really following the Holy Spirit's leading and, and showing up for someone else. And it's been so remarkable to see, like, it's been a blessing in my life. And also she did need a friend my husband and I have been able to like meet some really small practical needs in her, in her life. And
0: it has been nothing but my joy. Okay. We need to pump the brakes and realize the significance of this because you overcame your awkwardness. You obviously met a need in her life, but then you talking about it, you're lighting up and it has met a need in your life too. You know, like you have reaped the benefits as well, So let's talk about that a little bit more. What what do we potentially miss when we resist the awkward and we don't want to go there?
1: (laughs) I think very simply we miss seeing the kindness of God at work in us and through us. Mm. Um, Had I been like, yeah, no, that's way too awkward. Like it's been eight years. Like I'm not doing that. Also the fact that like, I'm in book launch season. Like I'm, I'm really busy. Oh, I just had hip surgery. Like not a good time to like, I don't really have, I'm kind of feeling in a very needy, vulnerable place myself. Like I don't have anything to give. We all have these, they're excuses. They're also legitimate at times. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, we miss out on seeing how God wants to, Show his kindness to us in unexpected ways. I didn't know that I needed my neighbor. And I do. Like she's given me just a new appreciation for savoring every day and
0: being curious about people's stories. And I would have missed out on that. Today's episode is brought to you by Joy Mail, the monthly newsletter I release that's full of resources that deliver a little joy and practical action steps into your inbox and life. To sign up, simply head to rachelgilbert.com. Click the Start Here tab and sign up for the newsletter right there. The other piece I love of this story, I have personally been in a season of, I'm just so hungry to see the Lord move in my Mm -hmm. life. And and not that I'm not seeing him, but what I mean by that is in the day to day,
1: like these
0: kinds of things where you weren't planning to do something, you, but you just felt that Holy Spirit nudge and you were obedient and you did it. And then this whole other thing or relationship or whatever unraveled because of that step of obedience. To me, that's watching the Lord just totally move in your life. You know, so it's just interesting because it's like I'm hungry for it, but then that means I have to be willing To Mm -hmm. be obedient when he tells me to do. And usually it's simple things he asks us to do. It's, you know, sometimes they're bigger things he asks us to do. But a a lot of times in our day to day, it is as simple as, like you said, going over and introducing yourself, like that kind of stuff, you know. Right. And so I
1: think this is where, you know, I believe that like our kindness can be, like a small pebble and God can use that simple thing, that kind word of encouragement, and it can create these ripples of change because guess what, when I'm obedient and let me take a little pause and aside and say, there are plenty of times where I have not followed, you know, what God and I, and I've, I've missed out, but when, you know, when I do, when we do, pay attention and live surrendered and live ready. We see God's work in our lives and in the lives of others. And then it just, it's like, kindness is contagious, even our own lives. It makes me all the more want to be like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing, Lord? Like to have this kind of posture of expectancy, like he is here and available and the world can look so bleak, so dark, so discouraging And the simple difference isn't about ignoring those big problems, but it's saying, okay, I may not be able to do X, Y, Z, but I can show up and make a difference for the one person in front of me. And that really does matter.
0: Yeah. I have to share a story like in real time. So I think most of my listeners know this, but if you're new to the show, I make questions, but I rarely get to ask them all because I like to let the Holy Spirit lead our conversation. And it's always better that way anyways, because then he gets to decide where we go. But literally, this happened today, and it lines up so perfectly with what you just said that I'm like, I have to share it. I I can't not share it. So right before, Becky doesn't even know this, by the way, listeners, so this is news to Becky, too. Um right before I was supposed to get on this interview, I showed up to, I record it. Um, my husband and I have a, a, a medical office and I have a room in here that I record in. And, um, I showed up and somehow my office door got locked, like from the inside. So like, I couldn't oh. get in and I'm like kind of freaking out. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh. So it just made me frazzled, you know, but anyways, we got in, I made it. I was just frazzled and like, ah, you know, feeling kind of like that. I turn and look on my desk and there's a note on my desk. Um, they didn't sign their name. I'm pretty sure it's our office manager left it for me. But it says, Rachel, I just have to read the, the note. It says, Rachel, you're such an amazing woman of God. It's so great to see how obedient you are to listen to the Holy Spirit. You're a great example of faith to all who know you. You're a great encourager, too. Okay, That note stopped me. It literally took me from a place of flustered. Oh my gosh, I'm screwing things up. Like I should just quit. Like all of these horrible, you know, thoughts that were going through my brain. And it completely shifted me back to no, no, the truth. Like, you know, like somebody just taking the time to leave a note on my desk And just that it's simple, right? It was a handwritten note on a post-it note. Like it didn't cost any money. It took some time to write it out, but to leave it. And the Lord knew today I would need to read that note in this moment to help bring me back to to where he wants me to be. And so anyway, I was not planning on sharing that on the show, but I was like, okay, this lines up way too perfectly with what we're talking about. I have to share that.
1: (laughs) No, I'm so glad you did. That's exactly it. And then you know, your friend, your office manager, it took her being sensitive to the spirit and Because I'm sure, you know, that's that I'm yeah. speechless because like, it's so, it's so small. And yet this is what is possible when we live surrendered. And I have this simple prayer in, in the book, that's kind of like the heartbeat of the simple difference. And it's simply Lord, as I go on my way, have your way with me. And I think, you know, that really just says, like, right where I am, like, in our homes, in our jobs, at the library, you know, waiting for your coffee, running school pickup, on the soccer sidelines, like wherever you are, it's another thing we have to go out of our way to make a difference. But I think right where we are with exactly what we have, God wants to to use us to show his kindness. Cause really your friend was kind, but really that's the kindness of God to say, Rachel, I got you. Mm-hmm. I see you. I know that you are gonna struggle in this moment. And here is some encouragement that I already know that you're gonna need.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's I so good. That. I know. And these are the moments that I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, like I love just to watch how he moves when we take ourselves out of the equation. So what do you think are some other barriers that keeps us from just letting him do his thing and work through us, right? What are, yeah. what are some of the common bar- barriers that you see?
1: <laughs> so we already talked about awkwardness. Um, I also think, especially in, America, Western culture, uh, I think we cling tight to our own comfort and convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't live, I can say I don't often live with a lot of, of margin in my life. When we are moving from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, if we hear God ask, okay, well, wait, go and stop and have a conversation, it's so easy to be like, Well, that's a really great idea. I would love to, but I don't have time, you know? And so I think, you know, just as kind of a, a rhythm, I think of just like health for our lives is to create more margin. But even if we don't feel like we have a lot of margin, I think one, just being aware of those things. And then two, choosing to be present where we are to say, okay, I may not have a lot of extra margin, but am I willing to, I call it be where your feet are. Like, you know, my classic example is standing in line at the grocery store. It's so easy for me to be standing there but my head is like I'm thinking about a conversation I have or I need to have. I'm on my phone checking email like I'm not present. Like if there's a person ahead of me or behind me who has tears behind their eyes, I will miss it and miss an opportunity to say are you are you okay? You know, can I stop and pray for you because I'm not present. And so I think just our own distractibility can be a huge barrier to living with courageous kindness. And so just to be aware of that and say, okay, we have to train our minds, you know, and our bodies to be like, okay, let me look up. Let me put my phone away. Let me see the people in front of me, whether it's friends or strangers and just be available.
0: Yeah. You know, you said something earlier in the show that I didn't get a chance to come back to. And I think right now it makes sense to talk about it is you said that whenever you were initially hesitating about reaching out to your neighbor, you said you yourself, or in a season where you feel a little like I could use the encouragement, <laughs> like could somebody come do this to me, please? Because I need that. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of listeners, and I just think most of us can relate to that, of being in a place of I need I need somebody to pour into me. So how can you speak to that? Like if you're if you're in that place, the, the listeners are there and they're going, This is great, but I need encouragement myself. What what word yeah. of encouragement would you have for them on that? There's
1: something powerful that happens when we shift from self being self-focused to other fo- others focused. And it may feel like I don't have anything left to give. But when we do that, what I find when I'm like, I really need encouragement. If I then be the kind of friend I long to have or be the kind of neighbor I wish I had or, you know, be the spouse, be the, you know, fill in the blank, be the coworker. If you feel that need in your life and then you give that, it's this remarkable thing in God's economy. Like the more you pour out, the more he's going to fill you back up. And so I just want to say, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to give when you feel like you have nothing to give. But the thing about the Lord, and I and I I dive into this um, more deeply in courageous kindness, is guess what? He's in the business of taking our not enough and turning it into more than enough. Loaves and fish turn into abundance, into more than enough. And so if you're like, oh, I'm really discouraged but the Lord puts a friend on your heart and all you can just send is a text message saying, you're on my heart today. I'm really glad you're in my life. You're on my heart today. I'm glad you're in my life. That's 11 words. If all you can do is 11 words, I guarantee that that is going to be meaningful to someone else. And then that ripple effect of giving kindness and love is going to come back to you in return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even as you were talking, I was just thinking that, you know, you don't hear many messages about we hear those kinds of messages on money a lot. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't always hear it on encouragement and you know, investing in people in other ways besides just monetary stuff that, yeah, when you think, man, this is all I have, it doesn't feel like very much, but the Lord can bless what you feel like is just a tiny bit, you know, just a little baby bit and he can bless it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And to not let, I think sometimes too, just to embrace the moment and not wait for those like perfect circumstances. Like, well, I, I feel like the Lord's put this person on my heart. So I really love to have them over for dinner. Oh, and I, I should probably make dessert too. And, you know, have appetizers and, I, oh, I really should clean out. Like we can, you know, make this thing bigger. And then we think, well, I don't, I don't have that kind of time. Or I don't have that kind of money or no. Like what do you have today? If you have five minutes, actually pick up the phone. This is hard for us introverts hard. I'm not a phone talker, but if I call you, you know that like I love you, like I care about you. Like, use those five minutes and pick up the phone. Invite that neighbor over to sit on your, you know, front porch or meet at a local coffee shop. Like, spend 30 minutes making eye contact with someone and just saying, Hey, I'd love to hear more of your story. Like, use what you have and trust God for the outcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fellow introvert and my, all my siblings, I'm, I've got, I'm the youngest of five. They all joke that if I call, they think, like, is somebody in the hospital? Like, right. you know, they answer when I call because they're like, Rachel doesn't talk on the phone. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I love how practical this has been. Are there any other, before we get off here today and before we talk about where they can get all your resources, are there any other just practical tips of encouragement you'd want to leave um, the women with today?
1: So many. <laughs> but I think the one that I would share is... Um, Also, don't don't discount the power of prayer. I think part of living courageous kindness, part of being a simple difference maker is being a woman of prayer. And I think that starts with, like we said, like your own posture to start your day as you go throughout the day, pray, Lord, right now, right where I am, would you have your way with me? But it's also powerful, I think, to pray for someone and pray in the moment, I know sometimes like, especially if I see someone who's in need, um, I feel like, oh, like I wish I could fill in the blank, like, oh, like my friend, you know, there's a cancer diagnosis. Like, I wish I could watch your kids for you or make dinner every night for you or, you know, relieve that financial burden. And sometimes we can get stuck feeling like, ah, and so we say, well, at least I can pray. No, not at least. Prayer is not our last resort. It is our best first response. And so if there's one simple difference rhythm that you could implement in your day, I would say, make it the rhythm of prayer. And I will, I will challenge you. This, this will be awkward for most people, but is there someone today or this week that shares a burden with you? You know, you can tell they're having a hard day. Would you be courageous and say, I'd like to pray for you about that right now. And right where you are, just stop and pray. It doesn't have to be eloquent or long. It could be, you know, in the meet and greet at church or in the frozen food aisle or, you know, at the ballet studio. Like, just stop and pray. That has been one of the most profound kindnesses I've received.
0: That is such great advice and such a great reminder, too, because I know I could tell you stories of the times people stopped and did that with me. And it leaves such an impact. And you just feel so seen Uh, not only by the person, but really by God. I think, you know, like, wow, God prompted this person to come pray for me. That just, it just blesses you. Okay. So tell us where they can get their hands on all the things that you have right now.
1: Yeah. So because you guys are listening to this after launch day, you can get the Simple Difference um, and the Courageous Kindness Bible Studies. They're available all the places, wherever books are sold, Amazon, dayspring.com, Barnes and Noble. So they are out in the world. They are available. Um, you can find out more information and resources at bethesimpledifference.com and you can also find out lots of information over on encourage.me so both those places my site encourage a site we have all those things for you um we have a uh, leader guides to go with courageous kindness we have uh videos to go with the bible study i'm going to be having a free um book called the discussion for the simple difference so just hop over to bethesimpledifference.com and we'll hook you up with all the goodies
0: perfect and are you do you
1: hang out on instagram or anywhere like that I do. Instagram is my favorite. Um, So I'm just at Becky Keith. And if you guys hear me from uh, Rachel's show, would you come over to Instagram and say hello? I'd love to connect with you there.
0: Yes, that would be great. Okay. Well, Becky, thank you for taking time to come on the show, for sharing your heart, for writing these words, and for just teaching us how we can make a simple difference. I am just honored to have you on here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Well, it is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest, and we get into some practical steps that you can implement into your life right now. Now, today's show is all about practical ways to show kindness, but I particularly loved the part about being courageous enough to follow through. So I want to challenge all of us, myself included, to do a courageous act of kindness today. So I've just got two simple questions for all of us. And when I call y'all out, I call myself out too. So I'm going to be answering these questions for myself as well. Here's the first thing. Ask God to show you who he wants you to show kindness to today. I love how Becky and I talked about it could be as easy as, you know, the neighbor next door Um, or awkward in my case, you know, if you've been neighbors for a long time, could be somebody in the grocery store, could even be within your own home. Like, just ask the Lord. He, He always will show us who it is that's right there in your sphere of influence who needs some kindness in their life today. Now, the second thing that we can do once God shows us the who, now let's say the what. What, like, let's do something for that person that makes you a little uncomfortable. So I wanna just push you a little bit here, like some gentle, gentle pushing in doing something that maybe is a little outside of your comfort zone. All right, something that kinda of makes your heart skip a few beats when you think about, oh my goodness, that's. I wonder what they're gonna think of me, are they gonna think I'm weird, or I don't know. I want you to go there. I, I really want you to go there. I feel like the Lord is challenging all of us today to do some courageous acts of kindness right for those people in our lives. Now, here's the other thing that I really would love for you to do. Tell us about it. I'm really excited to hear what you guys come up with. We, both Becky and I, we want to hear about your courageous acts of kindness. So remember, you can find me and Becky over on Instagram. I'm at Rachel J Gilbert. Becky is at Becky Keefe. We're easy to find on there. Go share with us. I can't wait to see what you guys do. Well, that concludes not only our Get Real Practical segment for today, but the whole episode. Hey, as always, I pray that this Real Talk episode, it brought you at least one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.